Hey, hello, uh, listeners and uh, YouTube fans. Um, welcome to this episode of Learn, Learn Everyday English, English, your roadway to English proficiency. Glad to have you uh, with me and or with us again because we have a special guest in the studio again, uh, my twin brother Gerald. We're going to be getting into a, another different topic, but before we do that, just want to remind you hey, check out our uh, webpage at Learn Everyday English, www.learneverydayenglish.com, and be sure to check out our podcasts. You can find those at the webpage or go to any podcast application like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and download that. I I try to upload a podcast once a week, every Monday, on a variety of different topics and gotten good uh, reviews from that. I've had people from over 75 countries download podcast episodes, and that's a very good way to improve your English. And we'll be talking about uh, language learning in another episode, so we say in English, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, but today, we're going to just jump right into today's episode and I'm going to talk to Gerald about, I guess, his basic hobbies and interests. And he's this interesting person, has a lot of uh, interesting and a variety of hobbies, things he like he likes to do. So I'm going to let him uh, talk about that. But before I do that, just make sure if you like these videos, hit the like button. Uh, to subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and four, tell your friends about it so that they can uh, benefit uh, from it as well. So without further ado, let's jump right in to today's uh, episode. So uh, Gerald, uh, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you grew growing up, uh, period of time, and uh, kind of where you lived, and that sort of thing. Yeah, we were <coughs> born in little town in Pennsylvania called uh, Butler, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh, if you've heard of that. <clears throat> Moved when we were really small. Our father was in the Army, so we lived in Nevada for uh, a little while. I don't really remember much about that. And then we uh, kind of grew up until we were maybe 11, 11 years old or so in Maryland, the state of Maryland, on an Army base. And our father retired, and we moved to Louisiana. That's where our parents are from. So we mm -hmm. stayed there for about a year. And uh, we moved to Houston. My father had gotten a job. I guess we were in elementary school, about 12 years old. So we started elementary school, junior high, and then high school in, in Houston. And then um, after we finished high school and, and I guess in college there, we went to the University of Houston. And our father retired, so I guess we've been in Houston, or I've been in Houston since uh, 12 years old, so I guess almost, not quite 40, almost 40 years, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I yeah, lived in Houston, too, um, since then, but five years ago, I moved up to a small town about one hour north of Houston, uh, away from, like, the big city, and it's a much smaller town, about population, I 40,000 people. I think Houston has a population of around 2 million, I think, if I remember yeah, correctly. I think so, I was wrong with it. It's 40, maybe 46 years or something, mm -hmm. making myself younger than I really am. Yeah. Now, it's important to say, yeah, we're just kind of just having a casual conversation, you know, so 
we're talking just like uh, regular maybe Texans. I don't, I don't know if you'd consider us Texans because we don't really talk with the Texas accent, southern accent you might hear around. Uh, but some people say we have a little accent. So let us know what you think. I, some people told me, hey, I really like your accent or the way you speak, but it's hard for me to know and tell what I sound like to other people. I just sound like That's I interesting. A lot of people tell us we sound the same or exactly the same when we speak. Uh, so let us know if we sound alike or not in the comments below. It would be interesting to hear what you have to say. And I know um, we talked in a, the pre a previous video, uh, Gerald works out at NASA, and uh, we covered that before. So... We're gonna let me ask you, uh, what do you like to do when you're not working at NASA in your free time? Like, what personal interests uh, do you have? I know you have a, you say a plethora of interests. That means like a large amount or a large large variety of things that you like to do. So, well, I don't know about a plethora, but um, you may have seen in other videos. Um, probably my main uh, interest or passion, I guess, is uh, music. I just find it uh, relaxing. It's like a stress relief. So I like to play music. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. And I also like to read. I like to study uh, different world religions, uh, apologetics. Uh, I also like to study different languages. I, I don't think I'm really that talented in learning languages. It seems like it's sort of difficult for me, but I just like learning about other cultures and in um, different places that people live. Mm -hmm. And I think that may have started when we were, when we were kids, we were younger, we used to listen to shortwave radio a lot. Mm -hmm. So I heard stations from countries all over the world. And it's just kind of fascinating thinking about being there. So languages and cultures and music and reading about uh, world religions and things like that are interesting to me. Yeah, I remember that shortwave radio listening. That was some good times. We each had a shortwave radio. We uh, shared the same room, so we had twin beds, and we'd stay up late at night uh, turning the dial on the radio, if you don't know what that is. Uh, they didn't have buttons on radios, uh, really. There was a dial you had to turn, but it was just... So fascinating, you could hear stations coming in from countries all over the world, like Radio Tahiti from Tahiti and and Germany and France. And South Africa, you South name Africa. it, you heard the Pacific. Yeah, so you learned a lot about geography and different places around the world. Well, let's uh, first maybe uh, target or talk about the music, I know you, that's really a passion of yours, kind of. Where did that begin? I guess um, I had some notes here, but I actually forgot about your very first uh, musical experience was in elementary school playing. Uh, what instrument was that? Yeah, I guess I tried to block that out of my memory. <laughs> it wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess in elementary school, I <clears throat> started playing the cornet. I guess it's supposed to be similar to the trumpet. I didn't play that very long because the uh, the band teacher was, um, as we'll say, a, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't yeah. very nice, and he would yell at the the students. So I ended up quitting. And so uh, I think later, I forgot maybe I 
Several years later, my brother and I started playing the organ. My parents bought an organ. We played that for several years. And mm-hmm. I think once we got older and started getting into a teenage years, that wasn't cool. So we ended up stopping. Yeah, I think, too, maybe because going to that uh, private uh, Catholic high school, it was it was pretty demanding, I think, the workload. Yeah, and, that might have been. But I think I just didn't really want to play the organ anymore also. Yeah. So that was a good reason to stop. So, Well, let me add, add something yeah, about the, um, Gerald mentioned about playing the coronet in elementary school. So I was playing the uh, clarinet. It's another type of instrument. So if you don't know what a coronet or a clarinet is, you know, Google mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you'll find that out. Yeah, but he was right, and I was doing real well with the clarinet, but... Yeah, you were the, like first or second chair yeah, or something. Yeah, first or check, second chair, which means like first or second, you know, best player. But yeah, the teacher, like Gerald said, was a real jerk, and yeah, he, he didn't have any patience, so I just wondered, he had, we said, had no business in trying to teach uh, young children music, so I remember I went in there to quit and I told him I didn't want to play anymore, and he got real upset. He had a pencil. I still remember it to this day. We say very vividly in my mind, he had a pencil in his hand, and he threw it down on the desk real hard. And I remember as a kid, I watched the pencil hit the desk, you know, bounce up in the air, and then I kind of put my head down and just walked out of the room. And yeah, so I have a joke and say he. He ruined my music career with the clarinet, so you know, yeah. it was a bad experience. I don't know how, why they hired him to teach kids. He was not the right instructor. Yeah. So, yeah, we both took organ, and then um, I think the next foray, as you can say, or try at doing something was in college, right, uh, for you? Yeah, I guess we were had gotten involved in this um, uh, like Christian Bible study group and. You know, always had an interest in music, so they needed somebody like to help lead some of the songs that we sang. So I went to a pawn shop near our, our house at the time and bought a guitar and a book of chords and started teaching myself how to play guitar. So maybe did that for two, two years or so, three years. And then mm-hmm. once I started working, got a job, you know, with the time. I just stopped playing and didn't really do much in the way of music for uh, quite a long time. Yeah. And <clears throat> after that, um, you then, first instrument you picked back up again was the guitar, was it, uh, later on in life? or what? Uh... No, I guess, interesting, uh, I guess when I started working at NASA, I guess a number of years later, one of the, my co-workers in the office, I can't really remember how we started talking about it, but we got on the topic of the, the ukulele, mm-hmm. or as I would okay. say in Hawaii, the ukulele. He said, uh, well, maybe you should, uh, I guess he was into woodworking and building things. So he said, yeah, maybe you to think about building a ukulele. Uh, that didn't really interest me, but I thought about, hey, maybe I'll buy one and just start playing that because it's, it's smaller than a guitar and it has four strings and they play it a lot in the Hawaiian music and it's kind of a fun instrument to play. So I ended up buying one and kind of fell in love with it, you know, and just started playing that for a number of years after that. Okay. And I guess not to uh, 
Gerald does have a YouTube channel where he has a lot of videos of him playing the ukulele. He's very talented, much better than me. And I'll have the link uh, down below. I don't know if you want to give out the name uh, of the channel. I'd say I'm just a musical hack who likes to play. There's a lot of people better than me, but I just enjoy it. But yeah, if you want to check out the um, World Ukulele a channel on YouTube that's all one word, World Ukulele. And from the title, you can see I, uh, I like to try to play music from all over the world. I just find that really interesting. And I think that probably started when we were mm -hmm, yeah. listening to shortwave radio back when we were a lot younger, but that just maybe planted that seed to, as Gary mentioned, I remember one of the first stations I heard was Radio Tahiti. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. lying in bed listening to the Tahitian ukulele music right. yeah. being played. It's just fascinating. So I like to play uh, or try to play music from all around the, the world. So after the ukulele, what was the next instrument you say ventured into or tried to play? Uh... Yes, I mean, we would always get together when we had time to play music. And so we both, he would play the guitar more. And so um, we got into a type of music called bluegrass. And so I decided, hey, let me try to play the banjo. So I bought a banjo and started uh, learning how to play that. So I played that, oh, for um, mm -hmm. four or five years. I didn't really play the ukulele at all after that or the guitar. So that was really fun. We'd go to a lot of bluegrass jams. and What is a jam? Is it a type of a food product? <laughs> There's another word in English called jam. but Yeah, jam is just a, like a, a meeting or get-together where just mm -hmm. people would bring their instruments and you just sit around a room and play songs. That's basically what a jam is. Mm -hmm. It's not very formal. Yeah. So we would do that, go to a different parts of the city and, and play. And that was really a lot of fun. And, and I lear learned a whole lot doing that. But I guess I forgot to mention that um, I think before that time when I was playing the ukulele, you know, since they do play a lot in Hawaiian music, we actually started playing in a group in Houston that played Hawaiian music called the Houston Slackers. I think it was before the banjo era. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That's really where I learned a lot playing with people who were better than me. But just by playing so all, all the time, you know, my playing got better and better. And that was a lot of fun. We traveled to different Aloha festivals you know, in San Antonio and Houston and play Hawaiian music. That was really fun. And then you said there's Houston Slackers. So what does there's a there's a significance to the name Slackers? What is that? Meeting. Yeah, I guess in, in Hawaii, uh, you know, they play the, the ukulele, but also there's a type of guitar style that they play called slack key guitar. It's basically playing a regular guitar, but they change the tuning, the tuning of the strings. And so it's just like a real like mellow, easy listening type of a style. And so in the group that we were in, two of the guitar players played slack key. So that's why we came up with the name Houston Slackers. And I know you two also uh, have a guitar and learned to play the guitar too again uh, later in life also, right? Uh, um, you play it like um, 
for the church uh, Bible study. Oh, yeah, home, well, home yeah, groups yeah. I guess I would. I would still. Yes, I guess. Uh, I guess I was in that phase. Yeah, maybe I, I went back to playing the guitar a little bit for um, Bible study groups. I'd play and lead some songs, and then actually out at NASA, there's a um, praise and worship group that I joined that we would play um, as we started off doing it once a week, but then it moved to maybe once a month. But mm-hmm. So I still was playing the guitar, but just not as often. And I can really only just strum chords. You know, I'm not that good of a guitar player, but I, I can mm-hmm. play enough to strum and sing. And then moving on, I guess another instrument that you uh, got into was the uh, djembe kind of type of African drum. So, how did that uh, evolve? Or... I think that's because of you, right? Yeah. Because uh, Gary, I don't know how you started, but he started uh, playing the djembe and was taking lessons with a instructor from Guinea, West Africa, named Mohamed Jabi. He's a really good uh, djembe player. He's a master djembe fola. And so I guess uh, he was taking lessons, and I started going to the lessons as well. Started playing, and so we've been playing djembe for quite a while now, and then we um, are part of this group called the Joy of Djembe mm-hmm. Drumming, you know, where we play at different uh, festivals and in events, and uh, actually play the ukulele with some of the songs, mm-hmm. and so that's been a lot of fun as well. As Gary could probably agree with that's one of the hardest instruments mm-hmm. to really yeah. master yeah. And, and get good at it seems simple you're just hitting it but mm-hmm. to make the different sounds or tones it, it takes yeah. a lot of practice yeah i was gonna say yeah, it looks easy to play the djembe drum but like muhammad i would always say you gotta you gotta make the drum talk you gotta make the drum speak and you can only do that by having just you say impeccable technique so yeah, to me, it's one of the hardest in- instruments to to master to make it uh, sound good. But moving on, I guess you've kind of we say dabbled with or dabbled into. That means you know maybe tried uh, different things here and there. Maybe not always very seriously, but that means to dabble into certain things. You dabbled into a few other instruments, right? Like the concertina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not very, very good with those, but uh, yeah, I think I saw some, uh, I went to a concert and saw uh, someone playing the uh, concertina, like the squeeze box, but I, I bought one, but it, I just never got mm-hmm. used to playing it. It's just so different. And um, I guess I got a um, melodica. Mm-hmm. It's like a little small keyboard, but you blow air into it to make the sound and you use your fingers to press the keys and I'll play that every now and then or occasionally, but not that often. And I'm trying to remember, I got, I got an African malim, kalimba, um, yeah, kalimba. It's like an African thumb piano, but that's uh, also takes a lot of practice. And just with time, I never really played that very much, but Gary also plays or has dabbled in playing a number of instruments as well. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a uh, a Cajun accordion for Cajun music, and I gotta have another accordion like to play uh, Mexican norteño or uh, type of music. And I dabbled in the um, 
type of banjo. They play an Irish music, um, tenor, Irish tenor yeah, banjo. And yeah, so we both just like like music and we hear something and you say, Hey, let me let me give that a try. You may like it, you may not, but it's just fun. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I think right now, I guess you're uh playing something I find pretty interesting. It's a real cool, I think, neat type of music. Uh, <coughs> tell us about that. Uh, are you talking about the, yeah, the African, African? Yeah, is it Sukus music or what's it called? Um, Congolese or... Yeah, I guess it's a maybe African rumba. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked uh, the, the African sound. It's just different than uh, American music. It just kind of, I call uh, it kind of happy music, mm-hmm. especially if you hear the sukus or um, I forgot the other name for it. But you just kind of want to get up and dance. Yeah. But it's uh, not that easy to play if you're just playing a lot of the fast picking. So I guess I'm still working on that. But I'm also playing some of the finger style and learning how to play that. But I don't play it on the guitar. I'm playing it on a four-string uh, ukulele that's kind of big it's bigger than a normal ukulele mm-hmm. so i'm really liking that i have some videos i'm trying to learn so it's always trying to keep uh, learning new things yeah. whether it be music or any other subject that you're interested in yeah i think that's a good point i think that's good for your mind because you're always keeping your mind working and mind stimulated and moving well that's music and that's been a big part and you mentioned the uh, pop True at the seminary degree, that's part of what you call maybe apologetics also. And what is apologetics? Um, yeah, I guess that degree isn't per se related to apologetics. It's just sort of kind of a basic um, okay. classes and uh, I guess in ministry. But um, yeah, I mean, um, as a Christian, I've always kind of wondered and had questions about you know what I believe and why I believe it, probably like everybody. And so I just started reading about answering some of those questions, and that's sort of how I got into this field of apologetics. And that's basically, it just means that you're able to try to explain to people why you believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. I think everybody should be able to do that. You know, you may not agree with everybody, but we're all free to make our own decisions, but that's what that area of study is. And so I've done um, a lot of that, and... um, so that's just one of the other areas besides okay. music that I'm interested in, and that kind of ties in specifically with. I just interested. I just find it interesting to know and under, understand and uh, what other people believe. So mm-hmm. I like to read about other world religions too. Then, mm-hmm. do you also like to kind of work out a little bit? Uh... Yeah, I still uh, try try to work out. Not as much as I used to when I was younger, definitely, but. Um, yeah, I guess I like mostly just do things at home now. I'll do um, calisthenics, you know, I'll lift some weights or do push-ups and things like that or sometimes go or ride my bike or, or walk. So, um, yeah, that's the other things I try to do. So just finding all the time to do that, the music and everything and working, it's sometimes difficult. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing, which we're really not going to touch on too much in this video, because we're going to have a special next, a separate video about that. But um, you also, like I said, uh, dabbled in in foreign languages. And I know currently you're studying uh, 
uh, foreign language right now. Let's do a short uh, highlight about that. Yeah, I guess maybe like a lot of people in the United States uh, in our school, you know, we had to take a foreign language. So uh, we both studied Spanish in high school, but you know, it was sort of uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of useless because right, yeah. uh, once you studied for four years, <laughs> I, I couldn't speak or hardly understand yeah, anything. Yeah. So it's really kind of a waste of time. But um, in college, I took a Spanish class and a French class, but. You know, that was about it. So I, my language ability was pretty much zero. Uh, you know, when I started working at NASA, I studied Japanese for a number of years since I was working with the Japanese Space Agency. But I I would say, I guess maybe we'll talk further about that. And then mm -hmm. um, just because of music, again, you know, I, I tried to study uh, the Tahitian language a little bit because I like their music. Mm -hmm. And now um, I'm studying Swahili because I really like the African music and, you know, it's not just only be able to play songs from around the world, I'd also like to be able to sing them mm -hmm. in, the, in the original language. That's cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our interview uh, for today, which is kind of at the time limit. So, Gerald, again, thanks for joining sure. us, me in the Glad studio, and kind of share your life and interests and hobbies with us. So I hope you out there or listening or watching the video, um, enjoy that. Hopefully it was helpful for you and in your English language journey, uh, good for listening comprehension skills. So if you like these videos, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the like button and subscribe uh, on your podcast. Just uh, might be helpful to play this over again and listen to it. If you have any questions, uh, leave them below on the YouTube uh, video. Or if you were listening to the podcast, you can go to the Learn Everyday English webpage. There's a contact form at the bottom of the homepage. You can just send me a message, drop me a line, and let me know what you think. Again, like the, and subscribe, and um, hopefully you'll be checking out more videos. Like I said, we're going to have another video uh, with Gerald. He's going to talk about, or we say delve into, or look into <clears throat> a little more deeply, kind of his language learning experience. And I just say this before we leave, you know, I'm studying Spanish, but I'm not a, say, an advanced uh, Spanish speaker. I'm not a polyglot. Now, that's the only other language I'm learning or able to speak besides English. And just because someone's maybe not an expert at a language doesn't mean uh, you can't learn anything from them because I think both of us have tried to learn languages. I tried a little bit of French, didn't like that at all. Actually, I studied Chinese for three years and and stopped studying that. So, you know, we had experience learning languages and maybe different things, what to do that's helpful or things not to do. So I think we can give you some experience or I guess our own thoughts on how language learning has been for us and, and things that you guys can think about and take into consideration as you go about your language learning journey. So without further ado, we're going to end there. So thanks for watching this episode of Learn, Learn Everyday, Everyday English. English and check out the other videos and podcasts. Until next time, hey, we'll see you later. Hey, goodbye. Aloha.